0: Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2289 with a release date of Friday, September 10th, 2021 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. A rocket explosion destroys two European satellites. Hams help safeguard animals in a California wildfire. And have you ever logged a contact with a hot air balloon? All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2289 comes your way right now.
1: From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent, weekly amateur radio news and bulletin service. Now reporting from Picayune, Mississippi, here is Don Wilbanks, AE5DW.
0: We begin this week with an update on the wildfires plaguing the U.S. West Coast. In California, the Caldor Fire hasn't just left its impact on residents and business owners in the more than 200,000 acres it's destroyed. The animals who live there are suffering as well. Amateur radio operators are stepping in to help these victims of this historic blaze, too. Ralph Squalachi, KK6ITB, has the details.
2: As flames of the Caldor Fire began sweeping perilously close to their homes starting in mid-August, residents were quickly evacuated to safety, often having to leave behind their pets and livestock. That's where hams in the El Dorado County Amateur Radio Club and members of its Neighborhood Radio Watch program have stepped in. They've been providing radio communication support to those who have not forgotten the animals, According to Alan Thompson, W6WN, the club's public information officer, radio operators have been assisting the South County Large Animal Rescue Group, El Dorado County Animal Services, and the various emergency response agencies around California. The organizations are conducting welfare checks throughout the fire-damaged county, looking after animals who are sheltering in place or facilitating a rescue when necessary. The hams themselves are getting support, too. They're being joined by volunteers in the club's Neighborhood Radio Watch program, area residents using inexpensive General Mobile Radio Service, or GMRS, radios. Allen wrote to Newsline, quote, We desperately love our animal companions, end quote. The club reminds people in the affected areas to contact El Dorado County Animal Services or the shelter if they have animals they are concerned about. You'll find the phone numbers in the printed script of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ralph Squillaci.
0: Two European-built amateur radio satellites were destroyed in an explosion during their rocket's first test flight. Ed Durant, DD5LP, has the details. The pair of
3: AMSAT-EA Genesis satellites that were aboard the first test flight of Firefly Aerospace Alpha launch vehicle were destroyed when the rocket, fueled by kerosene, launched from the Vandenberg Air Force Base northwest of Los Angeles and then exploded. The blast blew apart the Genesis L and Genesis N satellites that had been built in collaboration with the Universidad Europea and ICAI. The satellites were outfitted for amateur communications using amplitude shift keying and CW. Earliest reports on Twitter described what happened two and a half minutes after liftoff, saying the vehicle, quote, appeared to lose control and tumble moments before the fiery explosion, end quote. According to a report on Space News, the liftoff occurred only after a first launch attempt was made an hour earlier, but was aborted in the final seconds of the countdown. The two digital repeater satellites were among several on board the rocket built by Texas-based Firefly Aerospace. Firefly tweeted, quote, Alpha experienced an anomaly during the first stage ascent that resulted in the loss of the vehicle, end quote. The company was previously known as Firefly Space Systems before entering bankruptcy, which it emerged from in 2017 with new owners. From radio newsline, Ahmed
0: Durant, DD5LP. A Texas high school honor student has received the ARRL's premier honor, the Hiram Percy Maxim Memorial Award. Paul Brown, WD9GCO, introduces us to her.
4: As we discover every year with our Young Ham of the Year Award, there are some amazing young people in our hobby today. One of those is Catherine Forson, KT5KMF, the American Radio Relay League's 2021 Hiram Percy Maxim Award winner. I spoke with the remarkable young woman who was licensed as a tech at the age of nine and was an extra five years later. Forson said she loves the public service aspect of amateur radio and participates in a variety of local local events throughout the year. She's also fascinated by the opportunities that the digital modes such as FT8 afford operators. But what's most interesting to her is that ham radio has helped her decide her future
5: pretty interesting because ham radio has really helped me a lot in figuring that out. Yes, I am a trained Skywarn storm spotter. I actually want to be a meteorologist. I finished just a couple weeks ago my application to Texas A&M. They have an incredible uh, geosciences program there and specifically meteorology. They have the oldest ham radio club in Texas on campus. They also have a student storm chasing team.
4: When asked if she had any advice for other young women who may be hesitant about getting into radio or science like she did, she offered this.
5: If it's something that you want to do, you go for it. I can remember when I first got licensed, when I was taking my test, it was this room full of adult men. I was this tiny nine-year-old girl and I, you know, tried to use a giant calculator and it was awkward at first, but... It's become something that I love. It's given me something that I have in common with my family. It's helped me figure out what I want to do with my life. And so I think even if it's it intimidating at first, I would say don't let it stop you. Don't let being, you know, one of the few women, one of the few young girls stop you.
4: Forson is working with other Texas-area female hams to create a YL-friendly online community tied to the ARRL North Texas section website. Promoting youth in amateur radio is something near and dear to our hearts here at Amateur Radio Newsline. Congratulations from all of us at Newsline to Catherine Forson, who has a bright future ahead. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Paul Brown,
0: WD9GCO. America's Appalachian Trail has always captured hikers' imaginations, and next month it'll be capturing hundreds and hundreds of miles of radio signals. Jim Dameron, ATMW has that report.
6: In the United States, the 2,190-mile-long Appalachian Trail will present 2,190 miles of possibilities for soda and pota activators on Saturday, October 2nd. Soda enthusiasts are already registering to activate summits that are within a short distance on the trail, and hands will be calling between 1,200 and 2,100 UTC throughout the day. If you're an avid hiker, as well as a soda or pota activator, you have time to add your name and your summit or park of choice to the list by sending an email to atontheair at gmail.com. Soda activators may also post an alert on Soda Watch. This event is being held on the same day as the W7AS2S 10-point madness, so it's recommended that soda chasers stand by and defer to summits calling other summits. For details, visit the Appalachian Trail on the Air website. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Dameron, NATMW.
0: If you want to hear history as it happens, be listening for the audio retransmissions provided by the Launch Information Service and Amateur Television System. They'll be retransmitting feeds of the Countdown and Booster Recovery for SpaceX's Inspiration4, a three-day mission featuring the first all-civilian crew inside a Crew Dragon spacecraft. It's a charity flight for the benefit of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. At the time Newsline went to production, liftoff was scheduled for September 15th. According to Joe Dolinsky, W0WD, the Lisats Amateur Radio Club repeater will carry feeds of the transmissions. There's also a Listen Live button on LISATS.org, the Lisats website, which has links to Broadcastify. Listening may also be possible via Echolink at WB4ATV. Hams who are up for some high adventure in Switzerland are taking their ambitions seriously by operating from a hot air balloon. Ed Durant, DD5LP, tells us about their plans. Plans for the Helvetia Telegraphy Club's next big
3: activation are up in the air. In fact, the radio operators hope to get up in the air and stay there for at least two hours aboard a hot air balloon. Their scheduled launch date is the 14th of September, when they hope to start operating sometime after 0530 UTC. The call sign, Hotel Bravo 9 Hotel Charlie slash Aeronautical Mobile, will be activated by members of the USKA slash HTC National Mountain Day Commission as hams ascend to the sky over Switzerland, operating all the while on 40 metres, 30 metres and 20 metres. They will be transmitting with 15 watts of CW power, making use of vertical dangling antennas. If you're interested in a contact, watch the reverse beacon network or the DX clusters. You can also use APRS if you're interested in tracking the balloon's exact position. Are the radio operators' hopes perhaps a bit overinflated? Probably not. They're already advising everyone to get familiar with such important Q codes as QAH for altitude and QAL for landing. All details are on their website at the URL given in the script on our arnewsline.org website. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP.
0: Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the K7 MMA Repeater in Spokane, Washington, on Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. If you're a satellite enthusiast, you owe a bit of thanks to one notable homebrewer, tinkerer, and distinguished professor in the UK. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, tells us about a recent BBC interview with him.
7: With an imagination fueled by NASA's Apollo missions a decade earlier, Martin Sweeting, G3YJO, went on to launch a new era in space himself, the age of microsatellites, which began as a homebrew project, built partly at home and partly on the campus of the University of Surrey. That first very basic microsatellite, U0SAT-1, the granddaddy of all that would come later, was eventually launched by NASA in 1981. Martin, an amateur radio operator since his student years, recalls in a new interview with the BBC what it was like being the creator of the first microsatellite in a pre-internet era. More than simply an amateur radio communications tool, today's microsatellites aid the world in navigation, scientific research, weather and environmental monitoring. As satellite mega-constellations now revolutionise communications yet further, Martin, now a distinguished professor of space engineering at the university, also makes a plea to clean the skies of the hazard of space junk. The BBC posted the half-hour interview on its website. That URL is available in the script of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH.
0: The Australian Ladies Amateur Radio Association is introducing a new twist or two on an old favourite DX contest now in its 76th year. With those details, here's Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. If you're looking for contacts
8: with stations in the Oceania region and you happen to be a YL, you're in luck. The Oceania DX contest is taking place on two consecutive weekends. October 2nd and 3rd for phone and October 9th and 10th for CW. And this year, the spotlight includes two awards being introduced specifically for YLs. Both awards, sponsored by ALARA, the Australian Ladies' Amateur Radio Association, are being given to a single operator YL who achieves the highest combined score in phone and CW. YLs inside the Oceania region are eligible for the Florence McKenzie Award, named for Australia's first known licensed female ham radio operator who received the call sign A2GA in 1925. YLs in the rest of the world are eligible for the Austin Henry Award, named for a prize-winning home brewer who was a member of the Yasmi Foundation, the RSGB, NZART, and the ARRL. She became Australia's third licensed YL in 1930 when she received the call sign VK3YL. YLs who want to be considered for either award should select the YL box on their entry form when they submit their log. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Meachin,
0: ZL2BHF. There's something for everyone in a new special interest group that's about to begin meeting up in Sydney, Australia. Best of all, you don't even have to be in Australia to attend, as Graham Kemp, VK4BB, tells us.
9: The Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club is inviting you all to Australia. The occasion? The start-up of the club's special interest group session, or SIGS. The first one is set for Friday, September 17 at 7.30pm local time. The location? The club headquarters in the Bendigo East Hall in Bendigo, but don't let the small obstacle of an ocean or two prevent you from being part of it. The club is opening the session to attendees everywhere via Zoom and members of any radio club are encouraged to participate. According to an email from Graham Knight, VK3GRK, these sessions are being held on weekends at Barak headquarters and will cover a variety of topics, led by club members with expertise in those areas. They'll cover such topics as CW, JSA Call, Windlink, mentoring and an introduction to amateur radio. The Zoom details can be found in the script for this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB.
0: In the world of DX, special event stations ED3SDC, EG1SDC through EG8SDC, and EH1SDC through EH8SDC are on the air from Spain until the 12th of September. The stations are commemorating the Asturias Day Festival and its patron saint, Santina de Covadonga. Send QSLs to EA1AUM direct by the Bureau, Logbook of the World, or EQSL. There are also downloadable certificates. For more details, visit QRZ.com. Be listening for Mark W5MED, who is at McMurdo Station on Ross Island in Antarctica, AN011, until October. Mark can be heard on the air on 14.243MHz SSB and 14.070MHz FT8. Send QSLs direct to K7MT and Logbook of the World. And if you're planning to work any amateurs from Belgium, be listening for the special prefix OS being used through the 12th of December. The Belgian Institute for Postal Services and Telecommunications has given permission for the substitution of the usual ON prefix to mark the 120th anniversary of the first transatlantic radio transmission by Guglielmo Marconi. And our final story is transmitted signals, pigeons, and a bit of a flap that has nothing to do with those feathered wings. Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, flutters in on a wing and a prayer with all those details. Satellite enthusiasts are known to call
1: their passion working the birds. Who doesn't love the thrill of bouncing signals from on high and with a little help from some ham-friendly tech in the sky? But not all birds, apparently, are friendly to radio signals. In this case, we mean the feathered kind of birds, which are being eyed for Possible disruption of a satellite broadband service. Call it suspected RFI for ruffled feather interference pigeons it seems may be a source of trouble for at least one man who is beta testing elon musk's starlink service in the uk signals from the low earth orbit satellite system are sent to small rooftop receiving dishes that could appear to be a birdbath in need of refilling that is if you happen to be a thirsty bird. Alan Woodward, a professor at the University of Surrey, told the BBC in a recent report that he blames roosting pigeons for his intermittent lack of reception. The BBC interviewed an unnamed expert who said the presence of pigeons could impact service, but the BBC had no comment from Starlink itself. One thing is certain, however, satellites most definitely benefit from line of sight, not line of flight. For amateur radio newsline, I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. With
0: well, thanks to Alan Thompson, W6WN, AMSAT, Appalachian Trail on the air, the AWRL, Barrick, BBC Sounds, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, Daily DX, FCC.gov, Helvetia Telegraphy Club, the Ohio Penn DX. QRZ.com, the Radio Society of Great Britain, the Soda Reflector, Southgate Amateur Radio News, Shortwave Radio.de, Space News, Ted Randall's QSO Radio Show, Twitter, WTWW Shortwave, the YL Beam, and you are listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You can write to us at Newsline at arnewsline.org. For more information or to support us, visit our official website at arnewsline.org. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, Katie 2 gut at the News Desk in New York and our news team worldwide, I'm Don Wilbeck. Thanks AE5, DW, and Picayune, Mississippi, saying 7-3. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2021. All rights are reserved.